it is the 24th, 24th of July 2017 and we wrap up Jesus Christ the Lamb of God today and we continue on my notes on page 23, the 18th of Nisan and further and we start in Proverbs chapter 4 verses 1 through 7. Elizabeth will you read please? Hear, ye children, the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also, and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting get understanding. And God has so designed it that this wisdom and understanding comes out of his written word. We have the privilege of studying Old Testament scriptures and to learn what happened in those times to recognize the prophecies about Jesus Christ. We have the privilege to read the Gospels and recognize the things that were fulfilled that were prophesied before and how accurately Jesus Christ himself understood his situation and carried it all the way out through. Not wavering, not doubting, not giving up. All the way through he went. And he had for years known that that was going to be his destiny so-called. He still did it. He did it by the freedom of the will. He had freedom of will to do it and he did it because he loved us, loved the people. So all these things are in this book, the Bible, and outside of them we cannot really learn about it. So you want to learn these things then it means that you want to read the Bible. And as you read the Bible, the best way to understand it, the most number one important research principle is that you go to God. You pray to God while you work it. When you read it, you pray. When you study, you pray. And you ask God and God will show you how the things are. Whatever you are interested in, He will show it to you. And now we can continue. In my notes I said, the first time Jesus showed Himself alive was to Mary Magdalene and this happened early in the morning when it was still dark on the 18th of Nisan which was the first day of the week in Greek it is the day after Sabbath first day after Sabbath and we read from our notes Mark 16 9 through 11 now when Jesus was in early the first day of the week so it doesn't mean that he was risen first day of the week. But after that, that when he was risen, on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. And they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. And now we can go to the Gospel of John and we begin <coughs> with chapter 20. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early 
when it was yet dark under the sepulchre and seized the stone taken away from the sepulchre. So you remember the previous evening, that was Saturday night. The women had gone to the sepulchre to look at it. And then they couldn't do anything. They would have wanted to actually bury Jesus, but they couldn't do that because the sepulchre was guarded. So they had to go, and pretty soon after they went, still Saturday evening, there was an earthquake, and the stone was rolled away, and the guards became like dead, and God raised Jesus from the dead at that time. That had happened already. Then she came the next morning, very early, before the sun was risen yet, and went to the sepulchre. Then she ran at verse 2, and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, whom Jesus loved, and said unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre. And we know not actually in Aramaic it says, And I don't know where they have laid him. Verse 3, Peter therefore went forth and that other disciple and came to the sepulchre. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulchre. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw in linen cloths lying. Linen clothes lying. That linen clothes is the word otonion. I remember that was what Nicodemus used to bury him. They were the burial linen, thick stuff that could suck all the ointments that they used for the burial. He saw the linen clothes lying, lying in the same position as when there would have been a body in them. But the body was not anymore in there. Yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him, and went into the sepulchre, and seized the linen clothes lie. Again the same thing, Othronium, and he saw them lie, like body would be in them. And the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also that other disciple which came first to the sepulchre, and he saw and believed. And then it says, For as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. As yet. It means that until this time they had not known. Now they started to understand and they believe that he must rise, that he must rise. There are two words that are translated by rise, and here is the other one, that's anistemi. So anistemi means practically just to get up. When you are lying down, for example, when you're on the bed, you get up, or when you're sitting, you get up. That's what anistemi means. The other word is egero, which means to wake up and in all the different forms. It has been used in passive about Jesus Christ that he was woken up and after he was woken up he had received the resurrection body and he, then he could anistemi, he could get up. So anistemi is always inactive and the egero is always in passive so far when I have found them. Elizabeth, will you continue with verse 10 reading? Then the disciples went away again unto their own home. But Mary stood without at the sepulchre, weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulchre, and seeth two angels in white sitting, 
the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She said unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back, and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said unto him, Sir, if thou hast worn him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus saith unto her, Mary. She turned herself, and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren, and say unto them, I ascend unto my father, and your father, and to my God, and your God. All right, thank you. So when you think about this moment, that was the first time Jesus Christ showed himself after resurrection to anybody. What kind of a moment it has been for the woman, Mary. So anyway, he said in verse 17, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. The purpose he said that is because he was actually the first fruit that was to be waved before the Father. Let's read in my notes on page 23. Jesus did not allow Mary yet to touch him because he had to go first to God to wave the sheaf of the first fruits before Jehovah because he was the first fruit of the dead and then let's read in 1st Corinthians 15 it says but now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept for since by man came death by man came also the resurrection of the dead for as in Adam all die even so in Christ shall all be made alive but every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits, afterward they that are Christ's at his coming. So already in the light of this, the couple of verses that we read yesterday about the dead being raised up and going to Jerusalem cannot be true because Jesus Christ the first fruits. However, just to get better picture of it, let's go to Leviticus. We come back to the Gospel of John, so you can keep your hand in the Gospel of John and just go to Leviticus, third book of Moses, Leviticus, and chapter 23. And Elizabeth, can you read verses 5 through 11 first? In the fourteenth day of the first month at even is the Lord's Passover, and on the fifteenth day of the same month is the feast of unleavened bread unto the Lord. Seven days ye must eat unleavened bread. In the first day ye shall have an holy convocation, ye shall do no servile work therein. But ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord seven days. In the seventh day is an holy convocation, ye shall do no servile work therein. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye be come into the land which I give unto you, and shall reap the harvest thereof, then shall you bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest unto the priest. And he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord to be accepted before you. 
On the morrow after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. So, on the day in the morning, after the weekly Sabbath of that Easter week, or that Passover week, that wave offering had to be done. And this is what he is referring to, that he needs to do that. Because Jesus Christ was to be the high priest to do this waving of the first fruits. Let's read Hebrews in my notes. Chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. Now of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord, Jehovah, preached, and not man. And then in Leviticus 23.11, on the morrow after Sabbath, which was the first day of the week, they counted seven weeks on and one day forward, altogether 50 days. And that 50th day was to be the Pentecost. Mm. And on that Pentecost came the Holy Spirit in that year. Let's continue in Leviticus 23. Elizabeth, can you read verses 15 and 16? And he shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that he brought the sheaf of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be complete. Even unto the morrow after the seventh Sabbath shall ye number fifty days, and ye shall offer a new meat offering unto the Lord. So, at that meat offering we received the Holy Spirit time-wise that year. Now we can continue in John, that was verse 17 that we handled. So, you can continue beginning with verse 18. 18 to 31. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them, and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. So the word breathed is emphasal, that just means to breathe. And as you see the word them, is in italics, it's not in the text at all. He just breathed. He didn't breathe on anything. He just breathed. And he showed, this is the way you're going to receive the Holy Spirit. So every one of you understand they didn't get the Holy Spirit in that verse and that day, that time. They got it later, on Pentecost, 50 days later. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. So everybody always thinks that it was Judas Iscariot that was not there. He was there all the time with them. Thomas is the one that was not in with them. Continue. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. 
But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days again his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace be unto you. Again Jesus Christ came. Thomas was now there. But it's important to note, in verse 19 it said, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, they were afraid of the Jews, they had shut their door. The same thing still in verse 26, and after eight days again his disciples were with him, and Thomas with them, then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. They were still afraid. They had already seen him once, but that hadn't done any change. Now when we continue, on the day of Pentecost, Peter very boldly gets up and starts to speak. So the difference that's between there is that they got the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gave them power to be bold again. At that time, what we're reading here now, they were still full of fear. Elizabeth, can you continue? 27. Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. So my Lord and my God, that doesn't mean that Jesus Christ is God. It means my godly Lord. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen, and yet have believed. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. Yes, indeed. That's the reason we're reading these places also. Then comes chapter 21, and uh, I suggest that you read it sometime in near future today or some other day, just that you keep it in context what happens in there. I don't think that we need to handle it right now. Then next we better go to Matthew. And in Matthew it is chapter 28. And we read first 20 verses. Chapter 28 verse 1. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day. So to dawn is Epiphosco. That means it started to get dusk, it started to get dark. The sun was going down because the day was changing at the evening. The sun was going down towards the first day of the week. So that was Saturday evening. Came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. And behold, there was a great earthquake. These words, and behold, mean that a new subject begins. So the women are forgotten now, because they have gone away. But the new thing that happens at the sepulchre is that there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door 
and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him the keepers did shake and became as dead men. That happened on Saturday Eve. Then verse 5 continues next morning, Sunday morning. Elizabeth can continue with verse 5. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. So he is risen. This is Egeiro in form Egerte, which is passive first aorist, which means that he was woken up. God had woken him up. Verse 7. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulchre with fear and great joy and did run to bring the disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail. And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid, go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. Now when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city and showed unto the chief priests all the things that were done. So, showed means reported. So the guards went and told the chief priests what had happened. Continue. 12. And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers, saying, Say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. And if this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. Okay, it says eleven. Who are those eleven? The twelve minus Thomas. Thomas was not there. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Okay, so they have added those words in there. The historian Josephus has quoted in his writings this verse 18 times and he framed it like this Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in my name. That's what Jesus Christ said. When you go to the book of Acts, they were baptized in Jesus Christ's name only. Alright, continue. First one. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. That was Matthew, and now we go to Mark. Mark 16 and verse 1. So when the Sabbath was passed, the Sabbath was the first day of unleavened bread, festivity day, the 15th of Nisan, a special Sabbath day. A great Sabbath day. When that was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Solomon, had bought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. That was on the 
16th of Nisan, the regular, regular weekday. They could do business, go to shop and buy these things. Verse 2, and very early in the morning, the first day of the week, there you can see the second Sabbath, because the first day of the week is the first day after Sabbath. The first day after the weekly Sabbath is the first day of the week. So, they came under the sepulchre at a rising of the sun, it says. It should be after the rising of the sun. The sun had already risen when they came. And they said among themselves, who shall, actually should be, who has rolled <coughs> away the stone from the door of the sepulchre, according to Aramaic. And now, Elizabeth, you can continue. Verse 4. And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulchre, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were affrighted. And he said unto them, Be not affrighted. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. Here again in passive, Egero. He was woken up. Verse 7. But go your way. Tell the disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him, as he said unto you. And they went out quickly and fled from the sepulchre. For they trembled and were amazed. Neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. Now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. So these verses 9 through 11 are a parenthetical explanation. And now in verse 9, now when Jesus was risen, that is anistemi. So he had been woken first and then he rose up by his own power. You can continue. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. And they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. But after that he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. And as they went and told it unto the residue, neither believed they them. Afterward he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And again the eleven here is twelve minus Thomas. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven, and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word, with signs following. Amen. And then we go to Luke. This is the last record now about these happenings. So it is Luke 24 and 1 through 53. But in order to understand where we are in verse 1, we need to start. We start in 23 
verse 54. And today was the preparation and the Sabbath drew on. Again, Epiphos got the same thing. The sun was going down towards the weekly Sabbath. And the women also which came with him from Galilee followed after and beheld the scripture and how his body was laid. And they returned and prepared spices and ointments and rested the Sabbath day, that 15th of Nisan, according to the commandment. Now on the first day of week 24-1, then came the weekday, Friday, and then came the weekly Sabbath, after which came the first day of the week. Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulchre, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them, Elizabeth can continue verse 2. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. All right, between verses 3 and 4, you could switch Mark 16, 5 through 7. Let's just jump a little in between here. We just read verse 3 here. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And then Mark 16, verses 5 through 7. And entering into the sepulchre, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were affrighted. And he said unto them, Be not affrighted, ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go your way, tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you in Galilee. There shall ye see him, as he said unto you. And then it continues with verse 4 in chapter 24 in Luke, Elizabeth Kennedy. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee. Again, Egerte. Egero in passive tense. Continue. Saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And he is unistem in infinity. Verse 8. And they remembered his words, and returned from the sepulchre, and told all these things unto the eleven, and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene and Joanna, and Mary the mother of James, and other women that were with them, which told these things unto the apostles. And their words seemed to them as idle tales, and they believed them not. Then arose Peter and ran unto the sepulchre, and stooping down he beheld the linen clothes laid by themselves, and departed, wondering in himself at that which was come to pass. So that's actually then, if that is like he had written, that should be the second time when Peter is at the sepulchre. But this verse is missing in many texts, so it's probably not there. But it doesn't matter. We continue. Verse 13. And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem about three score furlongs. That's about seven miles, 11.5 kilometers. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. 
but their eyes were holden that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that you have one to another as you walk and are sad? And the one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering, said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. The third day since actually is three days away. Or three days have already passed by, but they say it like this. So actually it was the fourth day. Verse 22. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulchre. And when they found not his body, they came, saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre and found it even so as the women had said, but him they saw not. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures and the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village, whither they went. And he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and break, and gave to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us, while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose up the same hour, and returned to Jerusalem, and found the eleven gathered together, and them that were with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed, and hath appeared to Simon, and they told what things were done in the way, and how he was known of them in breaking of bread. And as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them, and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. But they were terrified and affrighted, and supposed that they had seen a spirit. And he said unto them, Why are you troubled, and why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as you see me have. And when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they yet believed not for joy and wondered, he said unto them, Have you here any meat? And they gave him a yes. piece of a broiled fish and of a honeycomb. So in verse 41, And while they yet believed not for joy. So joy as emotion is something that can stop you from believing. So believing is clearly something else than an emotion. There probably are other emotions too, grief or sorrow or bitterness, that stop you from believing. But joy can do that too. So that's the reason you need to 
be in control of your emotions. It doesn't mean that you don't feel anything, but you control your emotions. You can continue. And he took it and did eat before them. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you, while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses, and in the prophets, and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the scriptures, and saith unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behoved Christ to suffer, and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And he came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. And then we go to First Corinthians chapter 15. Elizabeth, can you read the first ten verses? Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day, according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles, and last of all he was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, that am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I laboured more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Thank you. And now we can go back to my notes on page 23. I wrote, uh, at some time after his resurrection, Jesus preached to the spirits in prison. And then we have first Peter 3, verses 18 to 20. For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison. So when he preached to the spirits in prison, he was already woken. He was living again. He didn't go there while he was dead. He went after. Verse 20, which sometime were disobedient, when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water. And I've asked you, what were they saved from? And the answer is, like you know, they were saved from the evilness of the other people. Second Peter 2.4 for if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them in the chains of darkness to be reserved under judgment, then he is going to 
not save you either, if you do evil. Verse 6, And the angels we kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation. He hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness, unto the judgment of the great day. And now we take a break. <laughs>